0: A goal without a plan is just a wish. Someone really smart said it, and I'm just simply sharing it with you. These past few weeks, we've been talking all about systems and goals. We talked about being systems-oriented instead of merely goals-oriented, and then I shared the five criteria that Peter Drucker wrote about more than 60 years ago when he laid out his smart objectives. So we now know how to identify problems that need solving, how to properly set goals that help us overcome those issues. And now on today's episode, I want to talk about building a blueprint. How do we put a system in place that will give us the greatest chance of success? What sort of plan do we need to get where we want to go? That's what we're talking about today. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Each week, we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. I want to help you do more covers and drive more revenue. Each week, we choose a topic, we pick that topic apart, we come up with some key insights, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the, the some of the concepts that we talk about here on the show because, as I always say information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, before we get started, I wanted to remind you once again, if you haven't done so already, please take a few minutes to log a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on another podcast app, this is the one that really seems to move the needle, Apple Podcasts please help me grow this audience and help us um, build a community simply by telling others about what you've gotten from the show. I thank you for it, and so do all the other people out there who have yet to discover this podcast. Now, this is the final installment of a three-episode arc all about systems and goals. On episode number 86, we talked about the difference between being goals-oriented and systems-oriented. Then last time on episode number 87, we talked about how exactly to set clear, actionable goals. If you missed either of those episodes, you might want to go catch up before listening to this one. They set the foundation for what I'm going to share today, and I think I think you'll be in a better place once you've had time uh, to absorb the ideas uh, that I put forward in those episodes. Today, then, uh, I want to talk about the final piece to this, the blueprint, meaning once you've set clear goals for yourself and your team, how do you put a plan into place to achieve those goals? On last week's show, I shared a story from my own business, uh, a restaurateur I met with, Remember, who told me that his number one priority was to grow the Instagram following for his restaurant. Fine. I think it's largely understood to be a vanity metric these days, but fine we can work to grow the following, I said. But with a little bit of digging, I discovered that no, that that wasn't really what he wanted. In fact, what he wanted was more covers, more revenue. He had mistakenly landed on the wrong goal or at least the wrong overall goal. Remember, the purpose of a business is to turn a profit, to bring in more money than you spend. Simple enough. Your Instagram following does not add to your bottom line, at least not directly. And the big point I wanted to make last time was about how to set clear goals for yourself. So if you remember SMART, S-M-A-R-T, is an acronym that was coined by the late Peter Drucker and it stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-bound. In order for a goal to be clear and actionable, Peter Drucker says that it must tick all five of those boxes. Now, after a bit of back and forth with my client, we determined uh, that he saw a larger Instagram following as as key to boosting revenue, but on its own, Instagram wasn't going to pay his bills. So sales are the thing that pays his bills. And we identified that early week dinners, specifically Mondays and Tuesdays had room to grow. So we figured out his check average for those nights and, and we did a rough estimate of covers. And eventually we came up with a dollar amount specifically He wanted to double his revenue on those nights to put them both in the black. So it was nearly a 40-minute conversation, but we finally landed on a smart goal that we could go after. It was specific, meaning we had an exact dollar amount that we wanted to hit. It was measurable, right? We know how to run sales reports and see if we indeed uh, hit our goals or not. Um, It was achievable, meaning we didn't say that we wanted to go from 35 covers on a Tuesday night to to 235 covers. Um, He just wanted to go from 35 to 70. It was relevant, right? Sales are relevant to the success of the business in a way that I think Instagram followers are not. And then finally, time bound, right? We were going to make a push for November and see if our efforts paid off by the end of the month. Great. So by the end of that meeting, I knew what the goal was, he knew what the goal was, and it was then very easy to communicate to the team. As they say in management, now we had everyone rowing in the same direction. Once the team is aligned on a goal, we can find some synergy and a specific goal allowed us to come back with specific solutions. And this idea is is true for just about anything in life, certainly just about anything in your business. Make sure every goal you set fits the smart criteria. Remember, Peter Drucker introduced this idea way back in the 50s, and big companies have been using it ever since. But why not us? Why not the small businesses that make up this country? There is no reason why not. So so do it. Put it into practice. Books will only get you so far. Ideas can only do so much. You have to be willing to put it into practice. That's what makes the difference. So, We've identified the best way to set goals. And today I want to help you build a blueprint for achieving anything you set your mind to. Like I said a few weeks back, goals and systems go hand in hand. I've given you the smart criteria, so you now have a system for setting clear, actionable goals. Now you need a system for achieving those goals. And for this, We return to Peter Drucker, who spent his entire life writing about business, economics, and the science of managing people. He wrote extensively about this topic and and coined another term, the MBO process cycle. So what does that mean? MBO stands for management by objectives, and it's a five-step process that is to be repeated over and over and over again in the pursuit of a particular goal. So I wanna share these five steps with you and then I'm gonna amend them just a bit because I think one of them needs a bit of clarification. I think that will be clear in just a second. So think of this as a a clock face, right? At the top, at 12 o'clock is the first step of the cycle. Determine the organizational objectives, right? This is what you've done. This is about identifying the smart objectives that the organization will pursue. In the case of the example I've been using, right? We want to double our revenue on Mondays and Tuesday nights. Great. Then moving clockwise, step two is to translate the organizational objectives to employees. Okay, by that, Drucker means to invite your team in, to challenge them to be part of the solution. Make sure they know the company's objectives and the expectations that you have for each of them individually. How are they going to be able to help the company achieve its overall goals? Again, moving further clockwise, step three, four, and five, all the way around back to the top, go like this. Stimulate participation, monitor progress, and evaluate outcomes. By the end of the five steps, we've gone all the way around the circle and have ended back up at the top, and we either determine new objectives for the organization or we revise the ones we already set based on whether we achieve the goal or not. In my mind, the key to success is in step three, and Peter Drucker kind of skates over it, so I wanna dig down a little bit, right? It's easy to skim over that one, but but go with me here. So in the first step, we identify the goals we wish to pursue, great, that's easy. In step two, we've invited our team to the table, great. But then step three is where we set our staff up for success or failure. What exactly does Drucker mean when he writes, stimulate participation of employees? See, a lot of companies forget this and it, and it becomes a sort of passing the buck, right? The manager says, I don't know, you figure it out. But the saying really does hold true. Two heads are better than one. In eight years as a band, the Beatles had 34 top 10 songs on the Billboard charts and a record-breaking 20 number one hits. All of those written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney gifted musicians and brilliant songwriters. However, on their own, they achieved only a fraction of the success that they found together. In fact, do you know how many number one hits John Lennon had during his solo career? One. Do you know how many Paul McCartney had with wings? Three. Creativity is infectious, and when you invite others to the table, you improve your chances. Except. You have to set them up for success. Again, you've got to make sure that everybody can succeed. And that's what I want to talk about. How exactly do you get the best from your team? I think it's about fostering the creative spirit. Now, remember back also on episode number 67, I spoke at length about creativity, what it is, what it isn't, and the best ways to weave it into your day-to-day. I'll remind you that my definition of creativity is a bit different uh, than I think the way others define it. It has nothing to do with starving artists creating masterpieces in a dark studio. It is simply about solving problems in interesting new ways. All solutions are inherently creative. They require you to come up with a new idea. If there was an easy answer, we would just go do that, right? So so we're, we're, we're slow on Monday and Tuesday nights. Well, if there was a book on the subject, you'd be able to open the book and figure out what to do to get busier on Monday and Tuesday nights instead you look at all the tactics that you see other people using you you maybe try those out and then if they don't work you've got to get creative you've got to figure out new ways to try and get people in right so we seek out other solutions when the known solutions no longer work that's where creativity uh comes in so that is the way of the world whether we're trying to boost covers uh, win a football game or cure cancer problem solving invites us to think outside the box, to figure out new ways to get to the other side. If we can't go over, we go around. Can't go around, we go through. Can't push through, we dig down and tunnel under. As a society, we build boats to figure out how to travel across oceans. We, we invent tunnels because it's too dangerous and time-consuming to hike over the mountain range. We build planes so we can get to more places faster and more easily. Human history is a collection of stories about problem solving. Your restaurant is no different. And I tell you that not to minimize the struggle, simply to provide motivation to keep you going. If you don't get creative, someone else will. Now listen. We all have problems. In fact, many of you are probably struggling with the exact same problem I'm describing here. You need to boost revenue on slower nights like Mondays and Tuesdays. So let's go through Drucker's five steps and see what this looks like. See how we put together a blueprint. Step one, we set our smart objectives. We already know that. We know how to do that. You see now why we do that and the benefits, hopefully, of using Drucker's criteria, S-M-A-R-T. Step two then, we bring our people to the table. We invite them to be part of the solution. We make sure they understand the problem we're looking to solve, and then we invite them to collaborate. Step three then, right? Stimulate participation. This right here is the whole ballgame. It's why we do all of the other work. This is episode number 88. I've spent 87 episodes talking about getting clear on who you are, who you're serving, who your competition is, and how you can set yourself apart from the competition. We've talked about understanding your why as an organization, uh, who are you serving, what problem are you solving, understanding why you even exist, We've talked about how to encourage enrollment, meaning how do you find people that will help you achieve your mission? How do you give them the tools to execute your vision? Do you see now how all of the work is wrapped up into this one little step? This step is all about inspiring your team to think outside the box. And as it turns out, it's not so simple. So how do we do that? Well, we go back to the things we learned about identifying creative solutions, right? Lateral thinking, brainstorming, tossing out a a bad idea and not being embarrassed by it, understanding that while it might be a stupid idea, it may very well lead to something really good so invite your team to brainstorm possible solutions to the problem. Literally write them down and submit them to you, or have them write them down and share them with the group. Right? So one of those ideas are going to spark another idea, or or, or will go hand in hand with a with an idea that someone else came up with, and then you're off to the races. I'll remind you that the solution we came up with for my client just a couple of weeks back, the one uh, that I've been using uh, on last week's episode and this week's episode, the solution was to close the restaurant on Monday nights in November and December and run workshops instead. It was a unique way of solving the problem. And when I brought it to the table, it just sort of made sense. It was it was a new way of driving revenue and it worked because of that. It also helped us identify some of our true fans. Plus we cut payroll on Monday nights because these events require less staff to execute. Now, will it be a long-term solution? I have no idea. That is where step four comes in. So you monitor progress and adjust accordingly. Then finally, you get to step five, which is where we evaluate our efforts and determine if we succeeded. Literally, we have to figure out if the plan worked. Then you either come up with new goals or you revise the plan and try to reach the original stated goal. And the best part, and this is where these three episodes come full circle. Even if you don't achieve the stated goals, just by taking this framework and putting it into practice, you will have put a system in place. And so now you're becoming someone who is both goals-oriented and systems-oriented. Remember, like we spoke about on episode number 86, being systems-oriented is about learning through the process, right? So so you set the goal to lose 10 pounds, but, but only lose seven, it's not all bad because at least you reworked your routines. You carved out the time to work out every day, made a conscious decision to eat healthier, and those habits and routines are part of a system that you were able to put into practice, and it works in the restaurant as well. You say you want to attract new diners, great. You're gonna make that vague goal into a smart goal, and then you're gonna brainstorm a bunch of different ideas with your team, ways you might be able to bring in first-time diners. You're then going to put a bunch of those ideas into practice, measure the results, and assess your efforts at the end of the designated time. If you wanted to serve 100 new customers over the course of a given month and you only ended up identifying 60, okay, you didn't hit your goal, but it's not a failure because you identified a system that you can go back to, one one that you can use in the future, one you can continue to improve upon. Now this process will work for hiring training and promoting your staff, uh, building repeat business, handling menu development, increasing check average, cutting expenses, whatever it is you want to do in your business. You simply set clear actionable goals. You build a plan to achieve those goals, and then you learn what you can throughout the process. Even if you fail at achieving your stated goal, you want to be able to come out ahead. Remember, like I was talking about on episode number 86, when I started this podcast, I didn't know if it was going to be a forever thing. I I promised myself in the beginning to write, record, and publish at least 30 episodes. At the end of the year, then, I would determine whether it was a project worth continuing. Obviously, it was. This show has become a big part of my life. I love this audience. I love doing this show. But even if I had scrapped it after 30 episodes, at least I would have come out ahead. I would have learned everything there was to know about launching a podcast, building something from scratch, and putting it out into the world. That is what I'm talking about. Even if you don't achieve your goal, what can you learn by the process? So what now? These three episodes were packed with tactical how-to information, and maybe you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. Don't be. My recommendation is that you go back and listen to each of these three episodes again. Seriously. One- two, three, that's gonna help solidify the ideas. It's gonna help bring them into focus. So take notes the second time through, make a plan, and, and maybe even read some of the articles and books that I've linked to throughout these three episodes. Most importantly though, don't forget to do the assignments. I want you to do the assignments. Remember on last week's episode, I asked you to pick one goal, turn it into a SMART goal, and your assignment today is to take that goal and build a blueprint using the MBO framework we went through on today's episode. So remember, those five steps go through each and every one. First, determine the organizational objectives. Make a vague goal into a SMART goal. You've already done that, so the first step's already done. Second, translate the organizational objectives to the employees. What does that mean? Remember, invite your people to the table. Third, stimulate participation. Inspire creativity and collaboration to come up with new solutions. Fourth step is to monitor progress, right? You're going to keep watch over, over the entire process. Fifth, evaluate outcomes. Just you you got to determine whether you achieved your objectives or not. And then please put this into practice. Do the assignments and then put them into practice. Figure out what are the things you hope to gain just by going through the exercise so that even if you don't achieve your stated goal you will still come out with x y and z use this stuff right away to start moving the needle in your business that is what i want for you that's why i do this week after week to help you see that there is a way to improve to serve your audience better to take care of your staff and to provide for your family so remember what i said at the beginning You may be killing yourself working in your business, but you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not saving at least a little bit of time and energy to work on your business. That's what these three episodes are really all about, giving you the tools to do just that, to start improving aspects of your restaurant bit by bit. And that's it for today. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions about what we talked about on the show today, you can reach out. I respond to each and every email I get. Contact me directly, chip at chipclose.com. That's C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E.com. I love connecting with listeners. I know it's a strange time, but know that we are all going through the same thing and we are in this together. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen, and I will see you next time.